six o'clock. It's time on MutinyRadio.fm for the happy hour here on Mutiny Radio, the happiest of two hours of comedians that are going to make you happy. And your host tonight, he wants to make you happy. Put your hands together, everyone, for Sam Carroll. Sorry guys, I just I just flew in from Los Angeles on the red eye. How you doing? So Pam, this is the uh, the thing we talked about. This is should I go now? All right. Um, what's my line? Um, but but you're my mom. But you but you but you are my mom. You're my mom. What if what if our dad comes home? What your 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 husband is my dad. My I'm sorry, is this not is this not the step porn auditions? No? But Pam, I thought that you said that we were gonna do this and then you would let me host Mutiny Radio Hour comedy. So I don't have I don't have to do that thing anymore? Oh that's that's great. There's oh. no casting couch here. No, There's no, no cast- couch. There's no oh. couch. So the, the Mutiny Radio uh, co- a comedy hour, everybody. <laughs> Ain't ain't that great? I got a Brazilian wax for nothing. <laughs> well, shucks, shucks. Um, a little bit about myself. I think personal introductions are a terrible way to start a comedy show. I live in a van. Most people, when I tell them that I live in a van, they do this. They go, "Oh, uh, sorry," but like that's the wrong reaction. Don't. Don't be sorry. Uh, give me money. <laughs> Come on. People are people are concerned with like the sanitary aspect of it. You know, like brushing my teeth, uh, washing my hands. You know, some people are like, "Do you poop in the street?" I don't poop in the street. Come on, that's dangerous. I could get hit by a car. I poop on the sidewalk. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Yeah, man. Um, you know what separates a successful child molester from an unsuccessful child molester? Uh, non-disclosure agreements. I'm thoroughly shocked those aren't more prevalent in the uh, in the child molester community, which exists. It's a real thing. I found it on the internet. It's called uh, child redditors. There's forums dedicated to this shit. Uh, no one's shutting it down, you know. No one's shutting, any any old creep like me can just go and look at all their shit. It's it's um it's something crazy, man. I'm not into that though. No, I got a I got a girlfriend, and she's pretty great. She's got a, a choking fetish, which is hot as shit, dude. So fucking hot. I love that shit. Damn. But it gets like fucking tiring on the arms, you know. It's it real tiring. But I found out uh, she had a peanut allergy, which makes shit way easier. <laughs> so I do. Here's what I do. I just, uh, just take a little pinky of uh, Skippy, right? Not the creamy kind. You know, I'm not trying to kill her. And I just, I just give her a little Adolf. You know, put a little bit on the nose too, and then I, uh, then I fuck her doggy style. So yeah. All right. Well, someone tossed me that list. 
That's that should have been priority number one for me to bring that on stage. Come on. Your next comic is a thing that everybody says when they're introducing the next person. Uh, Tushar. What up, Tushar? Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. The other day, a comic came up to me. And this dude, he comes up to me. He has the he has the boss to come up to me and say, you know, I didn't realize that you were Indian. And I'm like, where do you think I was from? And he goes, I thought you were white. And I'm like, oh, thank you. I mean, <laughs> I appreciate that. I mean, is this is this an upgrade? Like, what are the benefits of this thing? You know, like, what am I gonna get? Better health insurance? What is it? When I fill health insurance forms, as usually, like, you have to tell your race, and now they'll say like. You know, Hawaiian native and African-American. And then I'll just stick on white. That's, and then in the bracket, I'll say, I have a bit of a tan. That's, that's okay. A white, that's how I identify, as a white man with a bit of a tan. You know, that's, that's how I identify, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody believes it, okay. Um, you know, uh, uh, People put on tan creams. I was asking my wife, like, why do people put on tan creams here? Like, to get more? And she was like, Tushar, because tan is sexy. And I'm like, if tan was sexy, I would be getting laid a lot more before I got married. You know what I mean? All the Indian guys and techies would be on the top of the sexiest man alive list. I don't know if tan's sexy. Like, back in India, we put on fairness creams, you know? We put on whitening creams, because the standard of beauty is that the more fairer you are, the more beautiful you are, you know? The way a whitening cream works um, is that it'll suck the melanin out of you, but it infuse privilege, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I like, I like watching puppies breastfeed. I do, it's, I think it's the most human thing they do. You know, when I was a kid, right? Um, and they got me a new puppy. And I was breastfeeding, not the puppy. Uh, but like my mom was breast, I was being breastfed, okay. And this puppy was looking at me, and I could tell that he was thinking, I like watching humans breastfeed, <laughs> you know? Aside from the wars, it's the most animal thing they do, okay. Um, great, Tushar made a social point, feel good about yourself. Um, you know, breastfeeding. <laughs> Great topic. Hey, I can talk about it. I've been breastfed. Uh, the other day, I, me and my mom, we were in BART, and this lady, she was breastfeeding, and it was this great human moment, you know, we're watching, and my, suddenly my mom goes, you know, you were that kid once. You know, you, I used to breastfeed you. And I'm like, mom, can we not talk about this? I'm an adult now, you know what I mean? Like, this is highly awkward. Uh, and then she says, you were a nightmare to breastfeed. I'm like, I can feel it now. <laughs> I'll tell you, I was, uh, I, I can feel it. Uh, she's like, used to bite. And I'm like, Could, did you consider for a moment that I did not like milk? You know what I mean? Like, maybe I was just not into, maybe I was a more of an almond milk kind of guy. You know what I mean? Like, this is, that's what I liked. Nobody asked me about this. Uh, the other day, I, 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 I like faked mansplained my wife. You know, I was like, bitch. Shut the fuck up, because I'm about to drop some knowledge. I love you, you know? <laughs> I like you so much. I have a green card because of you. You are my everything. You know what I mean? Like, it was, it was great. <laughs> uh, I'll leave you with this. Sometimes people ask us, I've been married for three years, 
And uh, people would go like, well, are you ready to have kids? I'm like, no, but what I am ready for is an abortion. That's what I'm ready for. My wife is, uh, my wife is uh, a bad Mexican. She's allergic to avocado. Uh, <laughs> so when she's puking, I don't know if it's the avocado or if she's pregnant. You know what I mean? Like The other day she, was, she started puking and I was like, I'm going to call the doctor. And she's like, why are you calling the doctor? I'm like, we either need allergy medication or an abortion. You know what I mean? Like this, one of those two things. And uh, those have been jokes. Thank you so much. Tushar, that was awesome. Thanks, dude. Yo, your, your Mexican wife is the reason you have a green card? That's going to take me a little bit to wrap my head around. All right. Your next comic is Pete. His name's Pete. Pete, uh, balance? Balance. He's got great balance. All right. Thank you. Uh, I spent an afternoon at the, uh, my Saturday afternoon at the Church of Scientology recently. Thank you, not because they kidnapped me or anything. Uh, I was just hanging out with my friend, and we walked by, and they had a sign outside that said, free personality test today. And I'm a big personality test guy, so I was like, well, I already know that I'm an ENTP, an Enneagram Type 8, a Scorpio, and a Ravenclaw, but I have no idea what kind of alien overlord worshiper I am, so let's check it out. We go inside, uh, we walk up, it's like a big creepy building, high ceilings, everyone looks like Steve Jobs at a funeral, uh, and a greeter comes up to us, he starts talking to me, he's like, greetings friend, welcome to the Church of Scientology, what is your name? And I was like, Carson. Yep, name's Carson, always has been. He's like, all right, awesome. And so we get to talking, seems like a fine guy. And then at some point he asks me, he's like, oh, so what do you like to do in your free time, Carson? I was like, well, I like to play basketball every now and then. Uh, I do stand-up comedy, actually. And he goes, oh, really? I also do stand-up comedy. And I was like, oh, yeah? Where do you do stand-up comedy? And he goes, I kid you not, he goes, mostly in my car. Yes, it can get quite vulgar sometimes. And I was like, all right, let's, let's go on to the personality test. I think we've had enough of you. Uh, so he takes me over. We get to sit down, gives us the test. And uh, taking the test seems like a normal one at first. It's got like 200 statements. You say agree, neutral, disagree. Uh, but you start to encounter some like really disturbing statements. Like I came across this one that just said, I would like to not make any decisions for myself for the rest of my life. And I was like... Agree. Let's see what this does. Very curious. So, finished taking the test. I hand it in uh, to the guy, and then he gives me my scores back. And uh, how the scores work is they rate you on 10 personality traits on a scale of negative 100 to positive 100. And I bombed the shit out of it. <laughs> I was like deep negatives on almost all of them. And he's walking me through my scores. He's like, okay, so, um, so the first trait we had here is uh, stable. Uh, you got a negative 83 on stable. Um, so what this means for you is that uh, you have no ability to control your life. Uh, you've probably not had any kind of long-term relationship so far. If you've been able to hold down a nine-to-five job at this point in time, phew, nothing short of a miracle. <laughs> and after this, he goes, uh, and by the way, this isn't what I think you. It's just what the test says. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Simon. Knew you had my back. Uh, 
So we go through, I only did well on one of the categories, on one of the personality traits, uh, and that one was active. I got a 62 on active, which is not bad. And so I'm like, oh, active. It looks like I did pretty well on this one, right? And he's like, well, yeah, so usually that would be a good thing, but because you did so badly on all the other personality traits, this means that you'll be active, but your actions will be undesirable. <laughs> It's like, all right, cool. Well, uh, so what do I do about this, Simon? And he was like, well, I was like you once. And then I read this great book, uh, and we sell it here. It's only $19.99, so uh, if you'd really like to you know, turn your life around, help see things for they really are like I did, you can buy it right now. And I didn't buy the book because I figured if the book worked and he really did turn his life around, he probably wouldn't be a Saturday afternoon test administrator at the Church of Scientology. <laughs> So I was like, all right, well, no, thank you. When I walked out, I met my buddy at the front of the thing, and I was like, damn, it's crazy that they do that. They just like have this super manipulative test. They give everyone bad scores and try to make them feel bad about themselves so they buy their books, right? Shows me his test. He fucking crushed it. <laughs> Got like 70s on everything. They didn't even try to sell him a book. They just like gave him a fist bump and a lollipop and sent him on his way. So um, I'm a Scientologist now. My uh, operating thetan levels are like 62, which is great. So if you want to get your life turned around, come talk to me after the show. All right. Thanks, guys. Give it up for your host. One more time for Pete Balance, dude. That was some supreme shit, dude. Good. Nice. Um, one thing I forgot to tell you guys about living in the van and the poop situation um, is, you know, never, no matter how cash-strapped you are, uh, trade aluminum foil for toilet paper ever i promise you it's uh, really really high risk of alzheimer's on that one so it's not a great strategy uh your next comic jesse fernandez very good guy give it up So uh, went to the Scientology Center once. I think that's like a con like a comedian thing. Is like, oh, this seems crazy and dumb. Let's try it out. Uh, I held the cans. You know how they have like the e-reader thing? Like they just tell about you just because like you hold these things and they're like, oh, your levels are whoa, geez. Um, she had me hold the cans and she was like, all right, now think about something that you want to change in your life. And then uh, I held them and then the thing like went way to the side. She's like, whoa, that was a big one. What, what were you thinking about? And I was like, oh, I wish I was taller. <laughs> she was like, mm, try something that could change. <laughs> Uh, I was there for so long that at one point she's like, look, man, you're either going to have to like buy something or leave. <laughs> I was like, all right, see ya. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's talk about leather couches. Leather couches are amazing and you guys should get one. Seriously. They are so cool. Cause it's like, there are no other couches like that. It's literally made out of skin. That's awesome. It's like you're cuddling with a naked, hairless, doughy giant. It's so great. And it's like treated with like these like interesting chemicals that make it feel like kind of sticky but squeaky at the same time. So every time you shift on it, there's like a high chance that it makes a fart noise. That's so great. You can't get that with other couches. Something that frames you for farting. 
That's amazing. And like, you'll try to say like, oh, it was the couch, but then you can't reproduce the sound because you can't reproduce the exact pressure that caused the fart noise. That's only leather couches can do that for you. Get one. Leather couches, man, they are not that comfortable to sit in, but what they lack in comfort, they more than make up for is a reminder that cows are so flagellant that they even fart after they become couches. <laughs> Leather couches, get one. And you might be thinking, well, I'm just gonna make lemonade out of lemons. Leather couches make fart noises. I'm just gonna fart for real and blame the couch. <laughs> Well, good luck, buddy, because there, the Venn diagram circle for uh, leather couch fart noises is a lot smaller than the circle for fart noises that come out of the human butt. And you're gonna have a lot of trouble blaming a leather couch for a fart noise that sounds like <laughs> Where does the horn fit in on a leather couch? Nobody's gonna think, is there like a soggy trumpet attached to it? No, everyone's gonna think that came from you. Leather couches, get one. <laughs> it's great. It's like a, it's like a, like a, uh, all. It's a couch wearing a, a, a BDSM suit. You know. <laughs> it's like sitting in a fat version of GIMP from Pulp Fiction. It's so great. It's a fun fact. The S in BDSM stands for sofa. Leather couches. I don't have anything else on leather couches. <laughs> Okay, cool. Uh, I don't know. My my friends are responsible. They think they're more responsible than responsible. All right, I should get out of here. All right, this is fun. <laughs> no, I'll try it. I'm not. It'd be funny. Like every time I mess up a word, I'm like, bye. <laughs> uh, my friends say that I could never take care of a living thing, which is bullshit, and I proved them wrong because I got a dog, and that was the best four days of my life. I'm more of a cat person anyway, really. I mean, cats are like, you know, they're badass. It's like having a tiny little assassin in your apartment. It's too small to kill you. I love that. Dogs, they give you the love. It's too easy, you know? Here's an example of the, the difference, the stark difference between cats and dogs. If a dog's owner dies, the dog will wait up to seven days before it even considers eating its former master. Cats? Sometimes try when you're napping. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you guys liked my comedy after the uh, show, I'll be selling a uh, half a burrito. Uh, I left it outside. I'm a little full, so I can't finish it. That's all you. I'm kidding. I'm selling my comedy album. It's called Killing Them Softly. Uh, uh, by Dave Chappelle. It's one of his older ones. It's really good. It's before he got all uh, controversial. Uh, <laughs> actually, no. He was saying the same exact shit, except nobody gave a shit back then. Uh, this was fun. Okay. All right. Bye, everybody. Jesse Fernandez, everybody. Uno mas this for Jesse. Means one more time. Fucking clap for him. He's cool. Thank you. Thank you. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Your next comic told me in confidence that his favorite sexual position is the missionary position. He likes to go to third world countries and build them houses and wells and then fuck the shit out of the villagers. Ryan Schooley, everybody. Thank you. We have never spoken, but uh, 
somehow he knows my inner thoughts. I don't know. This guy's good. This guy is good. Um, happy to be here with you guys. I, uh, I'm getting ready to propose to my girlfriend, I've been saying, for nine months on stage. Um, but I am. I'm, I'm trying to fucking work out how I'm going to do it, you know, doing some research, Googling a little bit. I found this article uh, called 67 Romantic and Creative Proposals. And I'm going through this thing. They start off strong. You know, first proposal idea, propose at a beach, classic. Second one, propose with a scavenger hunt, also good. By the time they got to proposal idea number 34, it was hire clowns. That was the 34th best proposal idea. I snickered as well. It's true. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. I don't even know what that would look like proposing by hiring clowns. I, I think it's just like you plan the most romantic moment of your life with the woman you love, and then you pay a bunch of clowns to ruin it. I think that's kind of what that looks like, you know? I think it's exactly like a kid's birthday party, except now you're marriage. So that's kind of the vibe that that sets up. Um, I didn't read the rest of that list because I felt like I didn't have to once they got higher clowns. Because you're not going to get, like, you're not going to write higher clowns in earnestness and then, um, like, immediately later have a great idea. Like, you're done with that fucking list, you know? It's only going to get less romantic, you know? Like, you're going down the list. 34, higher clowns. 35, higher mimes. 65, killer parents. All right, that's... <laughs> 67, hire clowns to kill her parents. Um, I, um, have, I have so many fucking clown jokes, guys, and I cannot remember them. Um, they're mostly terrible. It's mostly like, what if uh, they popped out of a mini car? And it's like, no. It's, my joke notebook right now is just like an unfunny circus. It's just <laughs> tags about clowns. Um, I, I noticed a weird thing. Uh, I, I haven't exercised in like five years. Like I have not been to a gym. I just stopped doing it because I decided I didn't like it. Um, and I felt like it didn't really have that much of an adverse effect on my body uh, until recently I noticed that after I have a full meal, my heart starts beating faster, like pretty fucking fast. And that doesn't seem like that's supposed to happen. But at the same time, it feels pretty awesome because like all my friends will be like, no man, you gotta you gotta exercise, you gotta fucking lift some weights, you gotta run to get your heart rate up. Like you can't just keep eating shitty like this. Nothing like I think I can do both at the same time now. That's kind of all right. That was a half baked premise that I knew wouldn't work, but I'm like I don't have four minutes, so I'm gonna fucking throw it out there. Four minutes of new stuff. Um, I had this joke about how uh uh. My uh, my girlfriend's mom is uh, narcissistic and likes to brag about how OJ uh, hit on her in the 80s. I, I told that joke uh, to my girlfriend the other night, uh, and she replied that, yeah, uh, she also got hit on by Magic Johnson in the 80s, and she never told me that. And I think the reason she didn't tell me is because if you get hit on by OJ and Magic, it doesn't sound like you were attractive in the 1980s it sounds like God was trying to kill you with athletes, you know? Like, that's kind of the vibe. I feel like we're going <laughs> to, I'm going to sit down with her at Thanksgiving. She's like, hey, Ryan, I ever tell you about that time I uh, went on a car drive with Dale Earnhardt Sr.? It was fucking wild. Oscar Pistorius was so into me. I, he got down on one blade, Ryan. That's how much he wanted to fuck. 
Um, all right, guys, that's it. Thanks. Uh, one mistake child predators make is they buy shit for the kids outright. Um, not effective. Not effective at all. More effective? Payment plans. Payment plans. You, you, you do a payment plan, the kid snitches on you or some shit, the payments stop, the repo man comes for the Xbox. It's perfect strategy. I don't know. I don't know why I'm telling you guys this. Don't, don't listen. It's fucked up if one of you actually takes this advice because it's good advice. It, honestly, it's good advice. Um, yeah. Uh, your next comic, Matthew Quirk. Make it loud. It's going to make your balls tingle. Thank you, thank you. Uh, uh, sorry, I was I was uh, in LA last week, so you guys didn't get your weekly news update. And uh, who here who here knew Tuesday was an election day? Clap if you knew. Clap, clap. Keep clapping if you knew before Tuesday that it was an election day. Okay. Keep clapping if you voted on Tuesday, the election day. Okay. Trump 2020. You guys just proved it right here. Anyway, I was down in L.A., and uh, twice I got OK Boomer when I was down there. And uh, I was born in 1967. Boomers were like 18 years old then. And uh, I got to say, as a, as a Gen Xer, one of our complaints about millennials is how fucking stupid they are. And that just proved it. Anyway, I had to say to the guy later... I had to say to the guy later, man, you've been in L.A. too long. This is what 52 really looks like. <laughs> they have a lot of work done there. <laughs> anyway, uh, did you guys hear that the Joker uh, uh, brought in a billion dollars at the, uh, yeah, putting the cell in incel, huh? Yeah. That's clever. Uh, let's see, uh, apparently Hillary Clinton's claiming she's under tremendous pressure to, uh, run for president. Pr from who? From who's, no, no one's pressuring her. Uh, anyway, in, uh, running for president news, uh, former Massachusetts Governor Deval Patrick has entered the race. Just when I was getting over Beto, I mean... <laughs> Uh, Trump says that uh, he's into climate. One of his most recent quotes, he's into climate. Does he think climate is a stripper? Uh, speaking of Trump, Ivanka, uh, he, Trump says that Ivanka is responsible for uh, 14 million jobs. H hand jobs? I mean, it's the only thing that makes sense to me. Uh, you guys hear Venice is under historic flooding right now. It's like up to like your average person's waist in flood water. And apparently there was some hunky Jesus guy from Venice like swimming from like one destination to another. And he's, you know, looking all sexy. And I'm like, you know what that picture is missing? The smell. The fucking smell of that flooded city. Uh, there's a new study that says uh, men are funnier than women. In a related study, men are more desperate to get laid than women. 
apparently, uh, Dungeons and Dragons is making a comeback. And I just want you guys to know that I played Dungeons and Dragons before it was cool. Before it was cool. Before it was cool. Uh, did you guys hear on Veterans Day, Chick-fil-A was giving uh, free chicken sandwiches to all veterans? Even the gay ones? Chick-fil-A? Apparently in Ohio, they're making a, a new rule that says if you answer a question wrong in school, but it's right according to your religion, then you're right. You get to answer religiously. And man, I wish I could go back to school now and just say magic for everything. <laughs> I'd be an A student, guys. A fucking student. Um, hmm. Oh yeah, uh, apparently the Prime Minister of Bolivia said that she was not gonna let her country fall under like the satanic indigenous people's rituals. Like she was going to stomp out the indigenous population. And I got to remind everyone that uh, indigenous people don't have a Satan. <laughs> All right, enjoy the rest of it. <laughs> you see, the thing that people don't really understand about child molestation is that it's almost always transactional. You know, you, there's almost always a situation in which there's a transaction happening. Um, but on the rare occasion that it's not transactional and you get molested and you don't get anything returned, that, that's just fucking sick, dude. That's disgusting. Come on. All right. Your next comic is Cody Abe. Make it loud. Hey, how's everybody? Uh... I was a, uh, I like I like eating at Chick Fil A, uh, I do. Uh, I a lot of my friends don't though. So whenever I ask them like, "Dude, you want to go to Chick Fil A?" They're always just like, "Do you know that the Chick Fil A CEO is against gay marriage?" And I'm just like, "Well, is he going to be at that Chick Fil A that we're going to? Because if he's not, then uh, I think we're good." Like also, I'm pretty high right now. Cause and we better be good because I'm pretty high right now. And uh, I'm pre if he's against gay marriage, I'm pretty sure he's against weed too. So. Um, yeah, uh, it's <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> um, so uh, I, uh, I, I, I hate my job. I do. I hate my job. I'm at the point where I like. If you were to tell me, if you were to give me the choice, you can stay at your job right now, uh, or every day you can get waterboarded for 20 seconds. Uh, I would, I'm willing to take the risk, you know? I'm willing to take the risk, see if I'm cut out to be a Navy SEAL. Uh, see if I'm, you know, ready for the front lines uh, to get captured by ISIS, because I'm, because I'll do it for my country, just as long as I don't have to be my fucking job. <laughs> um, yeah, but I got that job because I had to move out of this place I was living at. I was living at, um, with my friend's mom for a little bit. My best friend's mom, actually. It was pretty awkward. Uh, it was uh the best part though like he didn't live with her so the best part was when he would visit that way uh you know i had someone to talk to and tell and brag to that i fucked his mom <laughs> um monetarily i stole a lot of money from her uh that's how i was able to afford a place in san francisco <laughs> um no uh 
it was it was all right. Uh, the worst part about living there was that she was a conspiracy theorist, and you know I like dabbling in conspiracies. I like uh, in you know entertaining the thought of conspiracies, because you know it's like it's like fan fiction about real life, right? Uh, but when I met somebody who actually believed in them, it blew my mind. Like it, it, it's crazy to uh, walk down the stairs to see uh, a crash that happened in Concord or whatever, and then she's like, you know the Clintons are behind that, right? <laughs> and I'm just like, what? Are you, is that, are you serious? Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, that's, she's a, she's, a, she's a nice lady though. She's a nice, I, I'm very grateful that she let me stay there. Uh, it's like, I, I, I stayed there because I was looking for a job uh, I was gonna. So I, I mentioned I, I, I do have a job right now. It's not in. Uh, it was I was gonna be a software engineer, but I kind of strayed away from that because I realized uh, like my goals were not to be the best software engineer. It w they were to just skate by and kind of just coast my way through life. And you can't do that as an Asian guy. Uh, that's like trying to be a black guy during the 70s on a basketball team in high school. Like you can't, you can't be like just coasting by. You have to be the best. You have to be up there, and like, <laughs> it's, it's a rough time, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, very, it's like the opposite of uh, affirmative action. <laughs> it's deformative action. Uh, <laughs> um, so I've been, uh, I've been, I've been, I, working out. Like I, I like working out. You guys like working out? I, I used to work out a lot. Uh, that's why I like to wear hoodies and stuff because it reminds me of the the glory days, you know. Um, but uh, it, it's like I, I also like wearing like hoodies and like you know this athletic athleisure kind of thing because I just I like people questioning my intentions. Uh, I like, you know, is he going is he going to the gym or is he going home to smoke an eighth of weed? Like I don't know what he's want like what he's going to do uh with his life. Uh like it's it's two polar opposite things that no one like I, I I'm just going down the middle. Really. I'm just going to Chick-fil-A. All right, thank you everybody. <laughs>
You know, it's crazy. I feel like when he gets done, he should like open his own white privilege dojo. You know what I mean? Like Grandmaster Pecklewood. You know what I mean? Like I feel I would go because I feel like there has to be more to it than him just being rich and white. He must have done something. Did he slay a dragon with nothing but a jar of mayonnaise? Did he? Did he win the Mortal Kombat tournament with yoga moves? You know what I mean? Like, finish him, and then he did the downward dog or some shit. Like, I don't know. It's, it's crazy, man. I just don't understand it. Uh, I went to see the, uh, the Joker movie, which was crazy. Uh, kind of freaked me out how much I had in common with this motherfucker. I didn't, you know? I mean, the major difference was the chick he was, you know, hallucinating about fucking, I would have actually been fucking. And, and, if you've seen like all the mass murderers, you can tell like the difference between them and a regular guy is pussy. He's clearly not getting pussy. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what's, I don't know, it's crazy. Best part of the movie though is there would be points in the movie where, you know, like there would be people just appalled and then there would be like a few motherfuckers in the crowd like me laughing maniacally and they're like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you know, like, what are you laughing at? He just shot him in the face. But it's about how he shot him in the face. Comedy <laughs> is about the details. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Uh, what else? What else did I want to work on? Uh, oh, he's been talking about child molestation a lot. Let's, let's go this way with it. Uh, so, yeah. So you agree when people say, you know, you love who you love. You don't choose to decide who you're attracted to? Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, I watch out for you. All right. Uh, yeah, you love who you love. So, you know, I was basically, I'm asking, like, can the same be said for you know, child molesters, which is a fucked up thought, you know? But when I think about, think about one of the most famous child molesters, R. Kelly, right? He has a song where he begins and he kind of says it. He's like, my mind's telling me no, but my body, my body's telling me yes. That's a cry for help if I've ever heard one. You know what I mean? Clearly crying for help. He needs some help, man. I'm not defending what he did, I'm just saying, you know? food for thought. Uh, what else? What else? We're talking about Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I went to Chick-fil-A one time and I went and hang out with this lady whilst I had the Chick-fil-A and she tried to give me a hard time about it. Like, don't you know they're against gay marriage? It was like, uh, yeah, I know. He was like, so you're against gay marriage? I'm like, yeah, kind of. I was like, she's like, you're homophobic? No, no absolutely not. It's like, well, what the fuck do you mean? I mean, like, I'm against straight marriage, but shit. I mean, shit, I fucked it up. I fucked it up. I said it backwards. Damn it, Rob. I'm going to say it anyway. I'm against gay marriage, but shit, I'm against straight marriage. All right? It's a bad idea. I'm not against gay marriage because I believe marriage between a man and a woman. I'm against gay marriage because I believe marriage is between dumb and dumber. It's a bad idea. You know what I'm saying? Damn it, I fucked that up. That was, that was bad. All right. I got anything else. Uh, so I'm glad uh, it's getting colder. Uh, there was this rapper called Megan Thee Stallion that started this saying, hot girl summer, you know, which I, I you know, it was, it was cool, but, you know, I understand a fact of life that prolonged, sustained heat and private parts don't mix. You know what I mean? 
So everybody was wondering, like, what does Hot Girl Summer look like? I was more concerned with what does Hot Girl Summer smell like? You know what I mean? <laughs> all right, but that's all I got. You guys have a good one. Your next comic, Jacob McHenry. Make it loud. Make it very loud. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Uh, I uh, was a chicken sandwich talk. Uh, I went to Popeye's today. Uh, yeah. Uh, I wasn't even hungry when I went. I was just I was just looking to see a good fight. Uh, if you uh, if you guys haven't been following the news of uh, world star hip hop, uh, there's been a lot of they've been doing like like amateur UFC stuff down there lately. You know, like people getting kicks, body slams, all over this fucking chicken sandwich, man. I didn't at first. I wasn't really interested in it. I didn't really care until I found out someone got stabbed over these sandwiches. And then I thought, man, that is a great endorsement right there. Strong endorsement, you know. Popeyes has got to be thrilled with that kind of news, you know, because if you guys didn't know, a stabbing is like the poor man's Michelin star, you know. <laughs> yeah, that is a very good review right there, man. Like, someone needs just to make a list up of places like this because I would love to find a place where I could get a plate of ribs where someone's been shot, you know? It'd be the best goddamn ribs you ever had, man. I was riding the BART today uh, also. I uh, I saw this sign. It, was, uh, it said, uh, elevators are not bathrooms. Please keep them clean, which uh, I feel like is a very ambitious sign, right? <laughs> like, cause <laughs> people who are gonna read the sign usually, like people who take a shit in the elevator or the, use the bathroom in the elevator, they've made a firm decision not to play by life's rules anymore, you know? <laughs> like that sign is like advertising to a very narrow demographic of offenders, you know? People who are insane but somewhat courteous to other people as well? Yeah, I don't know. Fuck, I'm already forgetting what I was going to do. Oh, I'm going to try some hack shit. Uh, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was thinking, I, I'm, into, I'm into Batman. Uh, I was like, as a comic book character, but uh, I was thinking about it. If you take away Batman's money... Like, he's very, like, it's much more obvious how much, like, mentally disturbed this guy is, you know? Like, he goes around fighting and beating the shit out of people at night with a costume on, you know? And if this was going on in real life, you would really wonder, like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy, right? And then someone would tell you that both of his parents were murdered right in front of him when he was a kid, and you'd be like, that makes a lot of sense. All right, enough of that hack shit. Uh, well, oh, uh, oh, another topic you guys are talking about, fucking pedophile jokes. <laughs> Why not, since we're on a roll here? I actually, I, I had a show the other day. I, I did, a, I did a, a joke about my neighbors uh, possibly touching small children and uh, lost the crowd immediately 
which uh, makes sense. Uh, most people are not on board with uh, pedophilia jokes right from the get-go. Uh, it's usually something you probably have to warm them up to. Uh, <laughs> that's something like, I feel like if you're going to try to do a, a joke like that, you got to open up with like your strong shit in the beginning. Like I, I took a lesson from the late great king of pop like you really got to start off strong give them your thriller give them your smooth criminal first and then maybe the audience will be open to the idea of maybe one child being touched in your jokes all right guys thank you very much that's my time <laughs> You know, Michael Jackson never fucked those kids. True story. Like, if you watch the documentary on HBO, no, no fucking, zero fucking. I know. I was, I was shocked. I was shocked. You think he, he has it all? Why not have it all? Why not really have it all? You know, because it's, it's, it's going on out there. He wouldn't be the only one, but he didn't. He's got, got goddamn decency, is what he has. He's a goddamn decent man. He's king of pop. He's a decent man. All right, your next comic. It's my favorite Nigerian man ever, Michael Satumba. Give it up for him. I'm Nigerian. <laughs> uh, how you guys doing tonight? Full house today. Woo! Uh, people say I look like Manny Pacquiao. If he got into surfing. Yeah. He's a big role model of mine. Um, but I'm also a big fan of Bruce Lee. You guys, you're a big fan of Bruce Lee? Yeah? Yeah. I've been a big fan ever since I was Asian. You know? <laughs> no, I've been a big fan of him. Um, some people say I look like a poor international student. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some people also say I, I look like the type of guy that majors in nursing. Some people are correct. You know, I actually major in nursing at SF State. Um, <laughs> but also, a lot of people say I don't look black, which I don't get because I got a big dick. I'm kidding. I'm Asian. Got a little dick. Um, but Shakespeare said, I, I think it was Shakespeare or Jim Carrey. I'm not sure. Jim Carrey. I think it was Jim Carrey. He said, humor is found in brevity. Like, brevity is in the little things. Like my little dick. <laughs> uh, give it up if you have a small dick. Uh, a lot of honest people in this crowd. Okay, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but you guys ever watched Winnie the Pooh growing up? Right? Right? Imagine if they were in the hood. Like, where you get those honeys at, Pooh? What's your pronouns, Piglet? Where you hopping to, B-Rabbit? What's up, my Tigger? Let me get that fat ass Eeyore, you know. <laughs> we need the poo. But that's that's the stuff that keeps me up at night. Um, um, I'm kidding. I kind of fall fast asleep. I take sleeping pills. I'm kidding. I jack off with my little dick. Um, I used to jack off a lot in high school, like at morning and at nighttime. And it's, you guys have work in the morning or 8 a.m.s? It's kind of hard, like, staying awake after you jack off. So it's still hard to this day because, like, nothing's really changed since high school. I still jack off in my little day in the morning. Um, but, yeah, 
I have I have roommates. They don't they don't like me because I don't do the chores. I don't do the chores because my roommates don't like me. This is a catch twenty two. I read the book in high school. <laughs> um, but they say if you can make a person laugh, you can make him do anything. But my girlfriend still doesn't eat my ass. <laughs> you guys trying to eat ass? You got you guys are trying to. I made you guys laugh. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, but don't you hate it when like you're when you break up with someone and like you delete all the photos, but you get back together like two months later, and like you click delete immediately and you didn't back it up. That sucks. I mean, it sucks. It really does. Like I wish I saved the memories, but erased. Um, I have a friend that's doing a lot of couch surfing. He's been getting a lot of reviews, like bad reviews. Uncomfortable couch, cold water, and small dick, low stamina. I do couch surfing. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but I wish I had more stage time. I wish I was like a priest or something, Sunday priest. Um, thank you. Give it up for your host. Woo, Sam. What kind of good ass man are you that you delete the pictures after you break up? Uh, what? That's. He does. It's gross. It's nasty. Oh, I wish you'd never show me that. Just kidding. The girls are really hot. I mean, look at him. He's a fucking. Yeah. You know, Pam can tell you about that. Um, I, was, I was walking here and, so, and some guy offered me some white, you know? I, I said, listen here, bucko. If I had any more white, I'd be invisible. Your next comic is very funny. Give it up for uh, Tris Gorillas. Or uh, Chris Golias. Golias. Hello, y'all. Uh, thanks for our wonderful host for having us here tonight. Thank you all for being here. Uh, special, special thanks to my friend Tommy, who actually made it. Yep, that's right. <laughs> we do love Tommy. That is my first time performing, so that's a big one for me. Um, let me tell you, um, Tommy's not special or anything. It's just like so hard to coordinate people these days. It's just impossible. So the other day, my good friend and coworker John was uh, trying to book his flights, right? And he just kept asking me all these questions while I was working. Hey, Chris, uh, do you think uh, if I get a red-eye flight, I will get breakfast and dinner? I don't know, man. Uh, okay, 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 wait, wait. Uh, do you think if I get a row 13, I would get a row to myself? I don't know, man. Like, okay, 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 wait. What if I book them tomorrow morning? Are they gonna get any cheaper? I'm like, yo, this is my I don't know face, okay? Stop asking me questions. So yeah, in case you guys didn't notice, um, I am a piece of shit. <laughs> that I won't deny it. But also, uh, in case this wasn't obvious, I'm also a software engineer. So we come with a certain features and a bunch of bugs. Let's see. So let's say I'm working. I don't ever want to be disturbed, all right? Unless, you know what? Actually, I don't ever want to be disturbed, okay? There I am. I was working, or like pretending like I'm working, when in reality, I was on BuzzFeed, desperately trying to figure out what type of potato I am. <laughs> You know, those BuzzFeed polls that 
uh, as random as a lottery draw, except for the fact that everyone that participates on BuzzFeed always loses, like that type of thing. And I know, <laughs> it seems like you're all on the edge of your seats, impatiently waiting to find out what type of potato I was. So let me just tell you, I'm a curly fry. And um, this is a pretty big win in my book, actually, because that's the closest I've ever gotten to being called curvy before. And I've always wanted to be thick. It, <laughs> it just hasn't worked out for me so far, <laughs> clearly. But yeah, anyway, there I was reading my potato character analysis, right? And then it just hit me, you know? BuzzFeed polls are incredibly similar to zodiac signs. Let me tell you why. I don't believe anything they're saying, like anything, but I still read them. And not only do I read them, but I somehow always manage to rationalize how all the positive things apply to me and none of the negative ones do. It's like crazy. So if there's like one takeaway from tonight's inspirational speech, comedy show, call it what you want, is that being a curly fry is pretty fucking awesome. So I want you all to go out there and please try to reach your maximum potato potential. So, yeah, anyway, my friend John, my friend John, booked his flight the day of the show, as in today. So I thought it would only be fair if I make a joke about him. So, yeah, he also asked my friend Tom over there to record my performance. And I'm like thinking to myself, is this, isn't John actually insane? Like this content is going straight to my Netflix special. He's about to miss out on the Bitcoin of stand-up comedy and he hasn't even realized yet. But, you know, I don't lose my sleep over the fact that Netflix might make the egregious mistake and pass on this, you know, tantalizing content, call it what you want. Because sometimes, you know, when things go south, I like to think of myself as the Van Gogh of stand-up comedy. My art will only be fully understood and appreciated after I die. Because that's exactly how curly fries deal with their problems. Thank you very much. Yay, Chris! Wonderful host. He's in there. Oh, uh, yay for Chris. Oh, before we do it, thanks. I just want to thank everybody for donating to Mutiny Radio for stage time. And if you can't, it's totally okay. Just go on Instagram and follow us at Mutiny Radio SF and then take a picture of someone else on stage oh. and post it to Mutiny Radio SF or post it on yours and tag us. And that's worth two bucks to me. So, um, but money's also good. But if, but if you can't, Shit. but if you can't, yeah. if there's no money, the, the Instagramming is amazing because I don't understand it at all. Oh, so, what? so Instagram's a thing. And back to your host, Sam Carroll. Yay. Good shit. Fuck yeah. What's, what's your name? Jacob. Jacob. Shout out Jacob. Thank you, Jacob. Jacob's keeping us alive right now. You're putting the lights on right now, Jacob. Uh, you're putting that rainbow light on. Maybe not these lights, but that one, that's your light, man. That rainbow light is your light. That does not exist without you. Thank you very much. Your next comic, very funny, Maria Diplouds. Make it loud for, for Diplouds. I don't think she's here yet, Maria Deplutus. She's not here. She wrote Maria her name De in a well, different she's pen come, than the okay. rest. She's had a she's had a sickness, and so she had whenever a cool pen. no, but whenever she shows up, it's good because she has infirmities right now, and um, she infirmities. Has really yeah, but so we want to always Inf respect her and give her time, and everything's great. Uh, she's just not here right now, so she'll be here later, though. Hopefully, hopefully, she'll hopefully, hopefully. She hopefully. was supposed to be she was supposed to be the guest host tonight, and she couldn't do it this week, and so that's why you're guest hosting. That's why I'm here. And yeah, I'm that's why you B. filled in last minute. I'm so I'm happy. A plan B. So everybody clap for your host. Yay! Who's the next guy? Satuma, who's the next guy? 
Pam, you're the oh, next guy. Oh, it's me. I'm the next guy. Oh, you're shit. The, you're the next guy, Pam. Yay. Okay. Pam, you're the hottest guy I know, dude. Clap for your host, or none of you are coming back. I'm not the real host. I'm the, the host. No, you're the you're the host tonight. I'm just the producer. I just run the board. It's no big deal. Look at all the men. I love it. Oh, hey, how you doing? We've got the thank you for the money. That's good stuff. Uh, no, my 14-year-old self would be high-fiving the shit out of me. She'd be like, you hang out in a room full of men? <laughs> Good job! <laughs> My big brother never let me hang out with him. I had uh, I had one trans moment as a 12-year-old uh, mediocre girl ballerina. I wanted to be a boy so that I could be a famous ballerina. Yay! Because <laughs> as a girl, I was, just, I was way better than the boy ballerinas. That was like one of the things where I was like, you know what, you know how I am better than a guy? <laughs> better at ballet. Uh, and so I always, I was like, put me in the little outfit with the tights and the things and the, instead of the this, I'll just, I'll lift, I'll lift them and it'll be so, and they said no. And that's because transphobia was real in the, in the 80s. Uh, I'm, I'm an old lady. Yay, cat calling. Hi. I'm, um, I'm 45 and I'm going through perimenopause, which nobody talks about, but it's real. I haven't had my period since August 7th this year, which is funny because all the time when you go to the doctor and they're like, when's your last period? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Who the fuck knows? Every 21 days or whatever, forever. Like all the time, totally clockwork. Ah. And now I haven't had it in like three months and I'm like, ah! Because I have no estrogen anymore, so all of that like soothing, cooling womanness shit is gone. And now I s- sexually harass the mailman. Yay! I did. I was walking down the street to here at 5:30 when I walk from my bar to here. It's a thing I do. I walk by the mailman. Oh my god, he is a hot drink of water. He's blonde and he's tall, and he was he had his shirt open and he had his little wife beater on, you know, and they could see the stuff. And I walked by and I said, um. I hope that the postal service makes a calendar and they put you in it. And he smiled and winked and I was like, oh yeah, did I just sexually harass the mailman? <laughs> but like he had his shirt open and that wife beater, with what he was wearing, he was so asking for it. You know what I mean? He was asking for it. He had to say something. <laughs> it's all the testosterone. I can't control myself. <laughs> Using all the, I understand catcalling now because I got a kitten and he's a year old and he doesn't, you know, so I, baby kitty, baby kitty, come here. I love you, baby kitty. I just want to pick you up and kiss you on the mouth. I just want to kiss you. Look at that. You just showed me your butthole. Come on. Let me get a little closer, baby. Slinking away from me. So then I run up to my cat and I pick him up without consent and I hold him and I go, I love you. And I turn him into a baby and I kiss him on the mouth. I'm just saying I understand cat calling. I'm just saying I get it. I'm, I'm cat calling all the time. I live in the Tenderloin and I get cat called quite a bit or complimented. It's hard to tell these days. I don't know the difference between a cat call and a compliment. A gentleman said to me, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. That's a compliment. That's a straight up motherfucking compliment. That's a smooth compliment. That's a, hey, I'll walk back to give us you know, a little I like this nice. Another gentleman said, got a nice fit on today. Oh, I am fit. This is an outfit. That's a double entendre in street complimenting. I don't know what to call it. I loved it. I wore a skirt yesterday 
The guy said, hey, I like your skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? Okay, that's catcalling. All right, that's catcalling. Anyways, why do you want to put your head under my skirt? Like, why do you want to smell my boyfriend's cum? That's weird. Why do you want to smell that? <laughs> I don't shower a lot. I, I don't. I have this problem. I'm 45, but I still get zits, but I only get them um, around this ring around my mouth because I don't clean my bong enough. <laughs> like I, I don't clean my bong or my face enough, so I get weird zits. Still cool. Got great pubes, I still get zits. <laughs> My life is a bag of shit. No, it's great. Menopause is fine, it's great. Um, I'll never have another abortion again. Yay, menopause! Uh, also, my underwear have never been happier. Like, they did hair dry. I'm wearing, I've started wearing all these weird sexy underwear because I'm not worried about ruining them anymore. There's like nothing coming out of my vagina. There's nothing happening now. It's just, it's, no, I know it's hey. The only thing I have to worry about is poop stains. Like the only time when I'm at when I'm at the sweet spot, which is the other open mic on the last Thursday of the month, where it's um, in a strip club, I like to drop trowel. But the only time I get real nervous is like, I'm just glad that the lighting is is so that no one can see the poop stains on my underwear, because that's like the only thing that makes me embarrassed. It's not my huge '70s bush with the gray streak in it. That's not embarrassing at all. That's nature. It's distinguished. Thank you. Nathan's seen it. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you. This is, uh, thank you for listening to my jokes. I've been Pam Benjamin. Sam Carroll, yay! Mouth, mouth zits fr from the bong. The bong, all right? That's where they're coming from, um, if you're wondering. They're not transmittable, you know, by sharing her, her bong, I mean. Um, your next comic is the man who pays for all of the utilities in this entire establishment. And he's, and he's funny. He's a funny guy. Fuck it. Jacob. Jacob, baby. Come on up, Jacob. All right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, how many of you live in the Bay Area? Give it up for yourselves. All right. Good luck. Uh, so hopefully you understand this one. Have any, any of you seen this plaque on the wall by the, by the Mini, uh, by the elevator in the Mini? Uh, they have this plaque and it says, elevator temporarily out of order. You don't build a plaque for something that's temporary. That's ridiculous. <laughs> or um, have you ever thought about getting like uh, shocked back to life? Literally the best sleep you've ever had and this motherfucker is interrupting it. <laughs> So we had, a, we had a lot of pedophile jokes, so maybe I'll try some bestiality stuff out on you guys tonight. Um, I was watching this TV show the other day, and they accidentally caught this guy having sex with a lamb. <laughs> and he just kept going, you know? I guess you could say he wasn't sheepish about it. Oh, uh, there you go. You know, a lot of people like to rag on uh, bestiality, but at least those people are living with a little porpoise in their life. There we go, you know. Uh, they say comedy, you know, is all about the rule of threes, but you know, Noah only had two of each on his arc, so why, do, why should I be greedy? I'm not saying Noah was definitely into bestiality, but I am saying there wouldn't have been a better time for it. Like. <laughs> Uh, anyway, since you all live in the Bay Area, um, 
I was climbing this really steep hill the other day. Any guesses? Twin Peaks. That's right. All of them, they're all terrible. <laughs> and I was on my way to this party, you know, um, and I had the beer variety pack with me, which is a fancy way of saying a bunch of beer leftovers in this old reused plastic bag, because apparently I cared just enough about the environment to stockpile a bunch of plastic bags I'll never use. Um, you know, and at, at first I was on the bus, you know, whispering to my beers, my precious, you know, hoping that so nobody will sit next to me. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a little bit weird, but I didn't have a drink to spill on the seat next to me like I usually do, so I had to make do. Uh, yeah, not everyone likes that joke. <laughs> the Muni's pretty dirty as it is. Um, anyway, I finally get off the bus at the wrong stop, so now I've got to go downhill, you know, walking at a backwards 30 degree angle. These hills are so steep, they could basically be slides at this point. <laughs> and I look down at this plastic bag holding my beers, and I realize there's a hole in it. And I start thinking, if this bag rips, a can of Rolling Rock is gonna come shooting out the bottom. And I don't know the trigonometry involved, but I'm pretty sure it'd be going 1,000 miles per hour by the time it'd get to the bottom of the hill. And there'd be some poor sap at the bottom looking up like, what's that? And all of a sudden, you know, smack, dead. Um, <laughs> normally I fall down at this point, but this stage is like two foot by two, so I'm not risking it. Um, anyway, uh, so of course, it wouldn't be, with my luck, it wouldn't be me dropping the beer, it'd be me getting hit by it. Uh, I can just imagine my parents explaining the situation at my funeral. So beer killed him, huh? Yeah. Just one too many, I guess. You know, he was a drinker. No, a beer hit him in the face. Oh, a bar fight. That's unexpected. No, he was just walking along and smack, dead. Oh man, can you imagine a more embarrassing way to die than when the can of Bud Light permanently embedded your skull? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it'd be pretty rough. Uh, and imagine the open casket. That'd be a sight to see. Why do we have open caskets anyway? You know, who's that for? It's not like some eligible bachelorette's gonna lean over and say, oh, he was good looking. <laughs> You know, it still counts as losing your virginity if you're dead first, though, right? <laughs> At least I won't have to worry about going flabby in the middle. I'll be rock hard the whole time. <laughs> you know what they say, you don't need Viagra when you've got rigor mortis. <laughs> All right, that's my time. Thank you, guys. <laughs> You have to get uh, out of here, don't you, sweetie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, going to yeah, head yeah. out. Are you I just want to introduce this oh, fucking you, shithead. Oh, good. I didn't this, know. This bag That's of so dicks great. here. You're gonna he so, sucks so much. It's so great that you had him take over because I was just going to say, oh, is he going to take over? That's so nice. You want to yeah. take over? You want to take over? Can he? You want to take over, baby? Can he? Okay. All right. Yeah, like, uh, if this guy if fucking okay. sucks. Yeah, have no expectations for him. You know? <laughs> like, I, it's, it's my best advice. Nathan. Doesn't even have a last name. Wow, hey guys, got the smooth jazz bringing me up right now. How y'all feeling? Woo! Mutiny Radio. Did I turn that off? How are we doing? I liked uh, 
your your sheep and corpse fucking jokes. That was cool, man. <laughs> Sheepish. <laughs> if no means no, you think <laughs> like me. You think that really? I think that's definitely not right. <laughs> Oh, speaking of sheepish, yeah, I, I saw Pam's Bush a while ago. Saw it at that show at the strip club, and it was kind of cool. She was naked but not nude. <laughs> Does that make sense? She was complete. She was Donald Duck in it, and it was yeah, it was fine. It was distinguished. It was totally family-friendly show. Uh, <laughs> I did. I turned down a party. I turned down two parties in a rave to be here tonight. Feel special, guys. Wow. I've been, yeah. I've been unemployed for the last couple weeks in between jobs, so I'm destroying myself and uh, going to a bunch of different parties. What I'm realizing is there's these kind of party archetypes. You guys see the same people at every party. In the South, it was different. It was there were three people. <laughs> it was guy who's already passed out. Guy who's yelling at a passed out guy and his crying girlfriend. <laughs> She's like, ow! I'm kidding. No, he didn't hit her hard. <laughs> but there's a very specific type of party archetype here in California uh, that we didn't have. So in the South, if you're at a party, you, you go. He looks, yeah, he's like, yeah, I fucking I go to parties. Yeah, you go to a party. If you see someone that you don't know, and you don't have a friend that knows that person. You don't meet that person. It doesn't happen. You never meet that new person because this one goes, hey, this is my friend. Her name's Billy Joe. She's been in my family for a long, long time. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Now I can try to act like a, a person. <laughs> <laughs> but in California, there's a very specific kind of person that'll just, just walk up to you. Have you ever met this person, a good energy person? Like, you just have like a good energy about you. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, it's only happened here. Normally strangers say the fuck away from me. This one girl, this fucking hippy-dippy girl or dude, she, they are wearing a beanie and like seven accessories on each, you know, finger. <laughs> and just like, hey, I just want to let you know, I saw you over there and I could see you just had like an aura about you. Which I think is kind of code for, I've tried everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried absolutely everybody else at the party, and now you, I guess, good energy, wanted to talk to everybody else about my personality, and it was not working out well. <laughs> but uh, I don't have good judgment with meeting strangers at plays like that. I dated two snake girls in a row. So it was like, think snakes are cute. That's a real personality. It's like a really dark version of like a horse girl. <laughs> you know those horse girls, the girls who had like a really, like a, for some reason, just a lot of gums? <laughs> the kind of girl that's really excited about Disney Plus getting released right now? The polar opposite of that girl is a snake girl. And a snake girl, like, lost her virginity out of Spencer's. <laughs> they really, really want to tell you about, like, their crystal collection. They for sure will start with, my sign is blank which I didn't have in the South. Like, I first came here, I had no idea what any of that was. Girl comes up, she's like, I have a cancer. I was like, what, like, what is that, like six, seven months? I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can hang. The only thing I know about the, the Zodiac is what I learned from just dating annoying California girls, telling me why it's okay to hate a Scorpio for some fucking reason or another. Feels like entry-level racism to me. I just don't get it at all. This is four months out of the year. Fuck them. 
<laughs> absolutely fuck them. I would. I can say that though. I'm a Virgo. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know what I. I just say a different one every time. Every time a girl asks me, "What are you?" I'm like, "I'm a, a Libra." They're like, "You're such a Libra." Oh my God. I could see when you walked in. He's like, he's got a Libra walk about him. He's got that. <laughs> Yeah, two snake girls in a row. You ever get like a text back from an ex and you're like, I was right. I did the right thing. <laughs> Send me a picture. It was just a snake in the middle of her chest, just now tattooed. I'm like, accurate. That is good. <laughs> I did get unemployed. Uh, she just keeps sending me shit. My ex-girlfriend has like, a, like some kind of bat signal for when I'm happy. I don't understand. <laughs> Anytime I'm just feeling kind of okay about myself, it's like, I'm at the jam. Do you miss me yet? And uh, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't miss you. I, uh, so I did say I recently got fired. I've been in between jobs. I got one of those little evil fucking ex texts the other day. She was wearing a shirt from my old work. It was like a double whammy. <laughs> it was really weird. She was like trying to be sexy in it. And I'm like, that you're the devil. You're actually the devil. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually, no, get the fucking strippers out of here. I'm blowing my life up right now. I'm booing that. No, it's cool. I, uh, I got a weird ask. I'm a video producer, editor, so I got a weird ask the other day. I'm desperate, like, looking for anything. When you start looking for work, you're like, oh, I'll do anything. And then you start looking, you're like, maybe not anything. <laughs> and video producers get a lot of weird shit. I got a text from an old roommate, and she was like, I heard you're a video producer for hire. I'm like, yes, fucking exactly. That's exactly what I am. She's like, okay, cool. I have a friend, he's like a plastic surgeon, and he needs someone to film surgeries. I'm like, mm, ew, but okay, yeah, I, I, better than nothing. And then I say, send him my information, great. <sighs> Sent the text off. About 30 seconds later, I get a text back. It's like, by the way, it's like gender reassignment surgeries? Is that something that you're comfortable with? <laughs> I'm like, uh, how much money? It did feel a lot like, I'm not transphobic. I just want to say that. But it did feel a lot like a would you rather that I would have phrased to myself in like the eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, bro, would you really want to just completely go broke this month or just film this person getting his or her dick cut off in detail and then go back and edit it later for way more detail? <laughs> I don't know. I love trans people. I love puppies, too. You guys love puppies? Get some class for puppies? Right? Yeah, I don't want to film puppies getting their dicks cut off. Doesn't mean I love them less. Doesn't make me a bad person. All right, guys, that's been my time. Thanks so much, Mutiny Radio. Holy shit. Bring it up, your host. I'm the host. Wow. You're the host now. That guy was now fucking hilarious. I don't know who that guy was. Give it up for your room. Give it up for that fucking asshole. Do you believe that guy with the beanie and the fucking face? Dude had a face that was like, he looks like he would look at me like, my dad's going to buy this place. <laughs> All right, guys, how are we doing? We feeling good? We got good energy. Keep it up for your next person. One of my favorite people in the world. My favorite goddamn ones. I don't know what you do to keep this place running like everybody else, but his name's Cole Chapman. I want you to just snap. Can you snap for me? Get a good snap. See if you can hear the snap on the radio. You got it in the ones and twos, Pam. Bring it up for him. Evolve into claps. It's Cole Chapman. Yeah, woo! What a suspenseful intro, my goodness. <laughs> you uh, skipped out on two parties and a rave to be here? 
You are blowing up your life, man. What the fuck? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's insane. What are you doing, man? Get it together. All right. Uh, you're doing everyone? You look like it, man. You look too hot to be here, dude. It's... <laughs> It's kind of annoying, to be honest. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, no, I'm not. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. What do I want to talk about, dude? Uh, anybody here uh, uh, enjoy, uh, I guess you call it medicine now, uh, marijuana? Med marijuana? Marijuana fans? Anybody know what good weed is? Anybody know how to tell? Just Pam. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've been trying to do, I, you know, because my brother's trying to get into it. He's like, he's a, he's super into whiskey, so he's made that obnoxious, you know, and now he's trying to, like, annex weed, too. And I just got to let him know, like, hey, man, there's no real way to tell when you found good weed, you know? The one time I felt like I smoked really good weed, uh, I felt like a king that had been poisoned. You know what I mean? <laughs> Does make any sense? <laughs> like, took a hit, just sort of like, oh, oh, oh. Like fucking like grabbing for a tapestry that's not there. <laughs> fucking some crazy shit. I felt like goddamn, what was it? The Purple Wedding with Joffrey? Spoiler alert, you should have seen it. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. I'm so, My friend's just trying to enjoy planet Earth. I'm sitting there trying to figure out which one's conspiring against the throne. <laughs> like treason is afoot. <laughs> just fucking watch the snail in slow-mo, dude. Come on. You moron. I don't know. I enjoy weed. I, I like that it's legal now. It's super cool because I like to give, like, let people experience something new, you know? I think that's super dope. Like, my brother, he had never smoked weed before, and I was very honored to be there with him on his first time, right? Uh, and on the flip side, I never coached my brother out of a panic attack before. Super cool for me, <laughs> you know? He's five years older, so I was like, I love the movie Freaky Friday. I was like, good role reversal adventure. Let's do it. Ooh, what kind of hijinks can we get up to? He had a uh, a real one of those. Uh, you, you been too high, been too high, been too high, right? Uh, scary, right? A bunch of you're at a fucking comedy open mic uh, on a Friday, not doing shit. <laughs> You've been too high, all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He was going through it, man. And you know, you know when you've been too high, like you have those uh, those thoughts from your past just come knocking. Like high school will come knocking around. Like, hey, what's up? Remember me? I mattered after all. You're like, fuck! Ah, oh, get out of here! I thought I dealt with you, man. Uh, he was really going through, and it's like I realized that you you, you really kind of tell which stage they're at just based off the look of their eyes. You know, you just kind of look like stage one is kind of like. It's like, yeah, all right, I'm with you. I'm still kind of hanging this conversation. Like, stage two is a little more like, all right, I'm not totally sure what the fuck you're talking about anymore. And then it's like, okay, I got to get the fuck out of here. And then that's when they're reaching for the... He was approaching stage three very quickly, and I realized that I had to calm him down. But the last time I had done that, that person was only 18 years old, and that's like the easiest person to calm down from an existential crisis. You know, they've never had a problem before. It's very... It was very easy. All I did, I was just like, hey, listen, Tyler... You're going to have a lot of scary thoughts about your life tonight, but I want to remind you, you're 18 years old, you got your whole life ahead of you, so just sit back, relax, and enjoy Speed Racer, man. It's going to be all right. It's going to be a fun, fun trip. I had the same speech for my brother. I tweaked it a little, a little bit. I was, like, uh, I was like, hey, bro, um, you're going to have a lot of scary thoughts about your life tonight, uh, but I'd like to remind you, you are 33 years old, and you still live at home, so... Uh, I'm afraid those are correct, <laughs> my friend. Uh, anyways, uh, you know, maybe take this as a learning moment, try and turn things around. If not, sit back, relax, enjoy Speed Racer, man. It's gonna be, it's gonna, it's gonna be a fun movie, dude.
I don't know. I uh, I, uh, I I was home uh, hanging out with him, and uh, my parents were there, obviously, and uh, we were having dinner. My parents at this point where they're old, uh, you know, so they just don't go like decorum is just. You know that, like, you know when you get old enough and you realize your parents are just some fucking guy, you know? And you're like, what? You're like, oh, shit. You're like, you had no idea what you were doing this whole time. That's crazy. Like, they're at the, the stage where they're just declassifying documents, you know, like the CIA after 40 years. And you're like, whoa, you did that? And they're like, yeah, we did that. <laughs> like, that's not legal fucking at all. They're like, yeah, well, <laughs> like, what are you going to do about it? You're like, I nothing, I guess. Damage is done. <laughs> like... like <laughs> It is what it is. Uh, like my, I was at dinner uh, the other day. I had one glass of wine, and my dad just volunteers this information. He's like, hey, Cole, you know, when you were a baby, uh, I used to combine two of my favorite hobbies with you. I was like, ooh, what are those? He was like, well, number one was taking you on piggyback hikes through the Marin Headlands. I was like, dad, that's beautiful. What's number two? He was like, smoking weed with my friend Steve. <laughs> Like, I don't know if you can like combine. I don't know. These are what are these hobbies, dude? Like, what are you calling this a hobby? Like, getting ripped with Steve. And you realize, like, if you're if I'm piggybacking and you're walking around like hitting a, you know, something. Where's that smoke going? Right to me, baby. Yeah, I'm. A, I was getting hot box for the first like couple of years of my life. I had no idea I was smoking weed so young. I was like, this is ridiculous. As soon as he told me that, I realized, like, you know, all that, uh, you ever seen those Jason Bourne movies, you know, like, where he's got, he gets his memory back, suddenly he's like, oh, shit, I was on a boat killing people? You're like, what? <laughs> and it all falls into place. I like that for my childhood. It was crazy. Like, I'm fucking hungry all the time, uncoordinated and shit, forgetful. I had no idea what the fuck was going on. And then uh, they, the most, uh, the specific memory, though, was career day. You ever have career day? Where it was like, they ask you what you want to be when you grow up, and you fucking lie straight through the face. It's crazy. <laughs> That's a... Uh, <laughs> they would go around, you know, they'd ask all the kids, like, hey, Billy, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he'd be like, I want to be a fireman. And like, oh, Jimmy, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he'd be like, I want to be an astronaut. Uh, and then they'd get to me, and they'd be like, all right, Cole, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'd be like, I want to be a lizard. <laughs> and he'd be like, this is the fourth year in a row he said lizard. <laughs> this kid is high as fuck. Someone get Speed Racer. We got to turn it on Speed Racer. We can chill this kid out. Anyways, that's probably my time. You guys have been awesome. Good up for Nathan. <laughs> Oh, 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 I know. I saw her walk in. Give it up for fucking Cole Chapman, guys. How great was that? Nice. You look like you would relate a three-year-old version of you to Jason fucking Bourne. <laughs> you know what I was like when I was three? Fucking Jason Bourne, man. <laughs> Just punching everyone in glasses, like on a moped. Half of them weren't assassins. <laughs> <laughs> We're just on our way to Ikea. That's just how Eastern European people look. <laughs> They're just up to shit. <laughs> it's a whole different kind of white folk, dude. <laughs> All right, guys. Are you ready for your goddamn closer? Are you ready for her? Are you? Well, good. Because she's going to do it anyway. Give it up for Maria! Cover the mic, because I'm a germaphobe. Give it up for Nate. So you covered for me tonight. I was supposed to host tonight, but I've been sick. So thank you for stepping up. How's he been doing? Good? Yay. Adore me. Did, yeah, it's Cole. So Cole has an issue with your good looks. He finds it annoying. I personally don't find it annoying. Pam, do you find it annoying? Yeah, no, I don't know. What's that about? Yeah. You guys stop it. Yeah. 
I saw that box. I thought it said pornographic art, and I got really excited. <laughs> but nope. Regular art. Oh, so I was, um, fun fact, in the emergency room on Monday, and I got out Tuesday morning. I get sick a lot because uh, I have an autoimmune disease called idiopathic neutropenia because, of course, I have a disease that sounds like idiot pathetic neutral penis. That's <laughs> why I cover the mic, you know, keep the bacteria away. I'm on some pretty strong meds right now. There are these really pretty blue pills. They're like turquoise. They're antibiotics, and I guess, like, the more intense your antibiotics get, the more color colorful they are. So they make me a little loopy. I've been having moments where I'm just like mid-conversation, just talking, and then I literally just forget everything. And then like, yeah, I was gonna work something in and pretend I forgot things now, but I didn't feel like it. <laughs> so we'll, we'll move on. You know what I really, really hate? I hate when people ask you, how are you? We all do it, it's automatic. Has anyone here ever asked, how are you, and actually wanted an answer? Never. It, ne never, no one, but you've said it, right? Yeah, we all say it. I say it too, and I hate it so much, but I've started a new thing where when someone asks me, how are you, I just ignore them and start talking about something else. And then if they ask me again, then I just tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, I was having lunch with uh, one of my friends a couple days ago. And she, you know, she was like, how are you? And I'm just like, oh, is that a new sweater? And she's like, oh, yeah. So how are you? So I was like, oh, how am I, Karen? All right. <laughs> well, I'm super bloated. That's not fun. I'm looking six months pregnant. But I got to use that to my advantage because I ran into my ex and I pulled a little prank on him. So <laughs> that's a perk. But super bloated, the diarrhea's been acting up. That's not fun. I wouldn't even mind the diarrhea that much, Karen. It's just that the hemorrhoids are flaring up. <laughs> Feels like I was butt fucked by a bottle of Tapatio. <laughs> so thanks for asking, Karen. <laughs> Anyways, I'm a little angry. I don't know. It's, uh, I was diagnosed with this disease maybe about like a year and a half ago, and it's not that bad. It just gets like tiring constantly going to the ER, and it's weird having a rare disease because no one knows about it. So when I'm in an emergency, I have to like explain it to people. Like I have a disease called severe chronic idiopathic neutropenia, and then like I have like a list of things they have to do. And most people just think I'm like full of shit because they've never heard of it. I'm like, no, seriously, Google it, guys. It's real. Here's a number you can call. There's no real joke there. It's just on my mind, <laughs> you know? Um, but, oh, I have a fun game we could play. So my disease, ooh, you're in, cool. My disease is, um, I feel like you're gonna be really disappointed, but I really appreciate your enthusiasm like a lot. Okay, uh, so I get infections, and it, basically bacterial infections, you can get them anywhere. Yeah, see, this game told you you'd be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. um, I, you can get bacterial infections like anywhere. So we can do a little guessing game. We can guess where was my most recent bacterial infection? Uh, Tommy, Nipple. Uh, Mouth. I mean, I thought you meant where'd you get it. 
I mean, I most likely did get, let's be real. Yeah, these places are gross. <laughs> yeah. I, w I, um, I sometimes put soap in this bathroom for everyone. I just, <laughs> I like to encourage the use of hand soap. Like, let's all, yeah, yeah, soap. We're all familiar, right? Yeah. So, okay, no, so far no one's guessed it. Although Nate is probably right, but he misunderstood the question. So, where in my body was my most recent infection, guys? No? No, you're close. Did I hear tonsil? To just one of them. Yeah, my left tonsil, it's even grosser, got an infected abscess. Do you guys know what that is? Well, you're about to. An abscess is basically like a cyst or a pimple that gets infected, so it's like this pus-filled thing that was in. So I feel like when I came up on this stage, a couple of you were probably like, I'd hit that, and now you're like, no. <laughs> oh, man, this is an effective way to keep guys away. I should keep that in mind. Oh, yeah, so in my tonsil, so that was painful, and my neck got all swollen, which is, so, um, oh, fun fact, this past year I lost 90 pounds. Yep, yeah. Yeah, thanks, guys, because I'm sick, but thanks, yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're too smart for this group, sir. <laughs> But um, part of the fun thing about losing 90 pounds, I mean, I'll take the perks. I'm not complaining. Like, I'm sick anyways. I lost the weight. That's cool. Is that I had almost have, like, a jawline now. But on Monday, I didn't because my lymph node was swollen. And that annoyed me more than everything else, which I think my priorities are pretty off on that one. But, yeah, uh, whatever. Jawline's coming back. What else? Uh do I want to talk about? Oh, any Shakespeare fans in the room? <laughs> Don't pretend. Don't pretend. No, I prefer silence. I prefer honesty. I'm going to try that again. And can we all just be honest this time? Do we have any Shakespeare fans in here? <laughs> bullshit, bullshit, and also me neither. <laughs> I don't care for Shakespeare. They keep saying he's a genius. Like, oh, oh, he's such a genius. He invented his own words. That's not genius. That's just called cheating. <laughs> yeah. And to be or not to be, that is the question. Deep. Mm. All right. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Thanks, guys. Wow, give it up one more time for Maria. It's a good thing you put that over this mic because I, I'm all over this thing. And uh, so thanks for whatever you fucking creeps got. I probably got it now. You guys feel like you just watched an episode of House? <laughs> I really did. I was like, is it lupus? <laughs> a lot of episodes it was lupus. <laughs> And he was always like, it's never lupus. I'm like, I bet it might be lupus. I don't know anything about, uh, anything about medicine, but you were explaining symptoms. I'm like, sounds kind of lupus-y. You should check that out. You might have lupus. 
they tested the lupus, they're like, I watch house too. <laughs> That's a good doctor. <laughs> I watch house too. No, definitely not lupus. You didn't see house? To the other doctor, he said. Diagnosis jokes, guys. We're really coming to the end of it. Did we have a good time? Yeah? We had a good one? Sweet. Let's see if I can ruin it. I don't know. Maybe not. I'll do one more joke for you. I already did kind of a set tonight. You guys, uh, you've probably all heard this one. No, no, you haven't. So for you. You ever watch the news? Yeah? Do you do like glowy news or like paper news? Like do you, yeah, you look like a, like a phone news guy. Some guys don't. And when I make eye contact with a paper news guy, we can tell. We can see it in each other. We're like, you, you saw about planes hitting boats. That was, a, that was for Cody Abe. That was a, was a Pearl Harbor joke. Sorry. We're making eye contact. I did learn from Cody that a lot of people in Hawaii are Japanese, which was surprising to me. I thought it was like a one-way trip. <laughs> I'm kidding. This is like... Uh, so you read the news, yeah? You know who Larry King is? Larry King Live? Yeah. He's 78 years old. He just got his seventh divorce. Wow. Can you imagine being 78 and you're just like, we're going to try this one more time. We're going to do it. Man, just one foot in the grave, the other one on a banana peel. He's like, we're going to fucking roll. Hit me. Hit me. He wants her to hit him. <laughs> you imagine being 78, going back through the dating pool? Like, my hobbies include breathing. <laughs> I really like well-carpeted stairwells. <laughs> Big fan of fiber. I like suspenders that don't cut into my gross old paper mache skin. <laughs> Big fan of that. I think if you date Larry King now, though, I think the odds of him actually ghosting you are probably pretty high. <laughs> Speaking of pretty high, I'm that. I'm that. Pam, uh, Pam pays uh, her comedians in uh, drugs. I don't know if you guys knew that on FM radio. Uh, but she does that uh, instead of money. And it's just more and more aggressive week by week. She just puts weed into different shit and it gets more and more insane. She paid me in two loaves of weed bread today. <laughs> Did you know that was a thing? I had no idea. It's like a, lo like a panini bread. And she's like, just a nibble. <laughs> just kidding. She doesn't care if you fucking dose yourself. It gets so aggressive. A couple weeks from now, it's just like, these are weed um, like thumbtacks and you just stick them right into your neck. <laughs> And it just goes right into your blood. And here's seven, and drive safe. <laughs> but, uh, no. You said, is well, that, no, he's gone. Is that it for the list? Yeah, it's totally the end of the list. You Why should, do you, I was um, sitting on the stage. You should, no, it was darling. You were Ariana Grande-ing it like, um, just like Joanna Baker. Um, it, we, why don't we have like a little parade where everyone goes up and says the shows they're in this week or upcoming shows? So just put the microphone in the stand. And oh, then, cool, yeah. And then you can close it at the very end, too. But we have a bunch of people in the room, and I'm sure that they have shows that they want to promote. I know Jesse Fernandez has got to be on something. <laughs> right? Like, come on. Oh, he's got to look through his yeah. shit. Well, I mean, there's always Pantastic's Comedy Clubhouse coming up at 8 o'clock. Uh, yeah, and sadly, one of my guys has the flu, so I actually have an open spot. Uh, oh, but we'll see. I mean, Friday night. There's, um, there's an open mic tomorrow from f 4 to 6 here. Um, every Friday from 4 to 6, there's an open mic. And we do sets based off how many people show up. So they've been up to like 20-minute sets because no one ever comes. <laughs> but it's from 4 to 6 on a Saturday. So um, come by tomorrow. And joke workshop on Monday, six to eight. Nice. Okay, Jesse, do your go run through yeah. your thing. Yeah, I'll start it off. I'm Nathan. There you, go. 
You can find me at uh, uh, anywhere on uh, bacon that's closest to my bed when I roll out of my stupor. That's usually how I decide what mic I'm going to go to. I wake up on a keyboard, just like, oh, fuck. Okay, bacon, point two, uh, no. No, something way closer. So one mic a night. That's all I got, guys. Give it up for... Who's, who's no, we don't have to show? applaud every time. We're just no, doing no, fucking no, no. spots. Just, just, you're just doing a thing. Just everybody saying like what shows they're doing this week or what shows they're producing. Or I know, Jesse, you teach a class. You can promote uh-huh. that if you want. Uh, yeah, I teach a stand-up class at The Punchline. Uh, so that the next one is in February. I also teach at Google if any of you guys work there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and uh, I'll be doing a show at the Wooden Coffee House on the 20th, and I'll be at Public Works on the 21st. And that's the amount of time that I had to look at my schedule before I had to say some things. Okay, thanks. Yay, Jesse Fernandez. That's just just next week. He's a busy, busy man. Yeah, you're tall. Um, so, uh, I am in a show at Piano Fight next week on Friday. It's Fuster Clock. I don't remember what time it is. It's but at it's, 10 o'clock. It's 10 to 11. Oh, cause you're in that too. I'm on that show as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a great show. It's all women. It's all women. Um, and all funny people. And it's so. free. And it's free. Yeah. And so it'll be fun. It's going to be awesome. And then the follow, not this upcoming Monday, but whatever the next one is, I'm doing um, a roast battle in Union City, the URC. So I'm currently in the number three ranking contender. Wow. Yeah. Killer. Yeah. And then um, the night before Thanksgiving, which I think is always a Wednesday, right? I'm doing a show. Out in Modesto, what? someplace called Brave Bull, because I'm just trying to get as far away from my family as possible, and it's just. So you're going to Modesto for Thanksgiving? That is, that is, wow. <laughs> the night before the Thanksgiving, night before, and you're gonna come back? Probably. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Yay. Oh, I'm Maria, by Maria the way. Maria Plutus. For, Yay, yeah. Maria Plutus. Look her up. Yay. I get to be in the Ha Ha Harvest Festival in Portland over Thanksgiving. That's gonna be a lot of fun. I love Portland so much. If any of you ever go up to Portland, like talk to me ahead of time. I, I know a lot of bookers up there and I really love that. Oh, and you should apply to the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020. It's March 1st through 7th. There's going to be 75 shows in seven days. It's going to be bigger than ever. It's going to be like podcasts all day long, comedy shows all night for seven days here. It's going to be nuts. And so you should apply to that because it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I am really high now. Now it just hit me how much fucking weed bread I ate during this. I was hungry. And so I was eating just little bits here and there. And like, I'm starting to see tracers. This shit is dangerous. I, it's twice as strong as it ever has been. I used too much oil, but it still tastes good. And you can't taste it. And then it's trouble. You can taste it? You can taste the weed? Oh, sure. Really? <laughs> I, well, I lost, I lost my sense of taste because of this whole menopause thing. So I can't taste it. Be, be careful. Be careful. Uh, all right. I guess that's it. Does anyone else have anything to say? Does anyone want to sing a song or do a witchcraft thing? Does anybody want to like pray over a candle or get married? Does anyone want to get married? <laughs> I'm a captain of a ship. Though you guys, who, someone could give me a cigarette. Okay. Yay! Happy hour.
law tigers. We fight for motorcycles. We're not just motorcycle lawyers. We're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over you. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired and replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for the Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. Oh. 
Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Sick. 
subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Hey, you open micer in San Francisco comedy scene. Maybe you want time to do jokes. Well, this is the place to do it. Mutiny Radio. We have three open mic a week just for you. Monday's joke workshop from 6 to 8. Come and get four minutes and four minutes of commentary from your comedian peers. Come on Fridays for happy hour 6 to 8 here at Mutiny Radio. All the comics. Wonderful, hilarious people in the scene. Get to know them. Hang out. Do a set. Have it recorded here and on a podcast at mutinyradio.fm. And come in on Saturdays from 4 to 6. Get long sets because no one ever shows up. So it's like stage time and people can listen. Come on by to Mutiny Radio. Get your comedy on, baby. Tell me what you think about your situation everyone's dietary needs they don't have meat
July 1946, Paris. In the reception room of that palace on the right bank of the river, a hale and hearty journalist heckled for a quarter of an hour a thin man with deep marks of suffering and privation on his face, who had in front of him a small vase of pink roses. Round about were nearly 100 reporters and observers from all countries. Mr. President, you are a communist, aren't you? Yes, the man replied today. Have you been in the resistance? Ladies yes. and gentlemen, Angelo How long? Lamenti. About 40 years. Have you been in prison, too? It was clear what the journalist was driving at. Yes. What prison? Many, sir. Long? The thin man looked at the hale and hearty journalist with a faint smile and said, in prison, time is always long, you know. The reply given in French was prompt, clear, and unexpected. Was it said as a reproach, as irony, or as humor? What is certain is that at that instant, Frenchmen, Englishmen, and Americans in the room were astonished to notice that the goatee-bearded scholar could smile in Paris or in London as well as in Hanoi. It was the unscrutable smile of a wise man whose vision stretched far beyond today. Have you any further questions, journalist? In prison, time is always long. Ho Chi Minh, the prison diary. Arrested at Tukvin Street, Abundance and Glory Street. At Abundance and Glory Street, shame was thrust on me so as to delay my journey. I am an honest man with a clear conscience, but I was accused without ground of being a spy. Entering Sing Si District Prison, Old inmates of the jail welcome new prisoners. In the sky, white clouds are chasing the black ones away. White clouds and black have drifted out of our sight. On earth, free people are huddled into the jail. Hard is the road of life. Having climbed over steep mountains and high peaks, how should I expect on the plains to meet greater danger? In the mountains, I met the tiger and come out unscathed. On the plains, I encountered men and was thrown into prison. I was a representative of Vietnam, on my way to China to meet an important personage. On the quiet road, a sudden storm broke loose and I was thrust into jail as an honored guest. I am a straightforward man with no crime on my conscience, but I was accused of being a spy for China. So life, you see, is never a very smooth business. And now the present bristles with difficulties. Morning. Every morning the sun, emerging over the wall, darts its rays against the gate. Once awake, everyone starts on the hunt for lice. At eight o'clock, the gong sounds for the morning meal. Come on, let's go and eat to our heart's content. For all we have suffered, there must be good times coming. Noon. In the cell, how lovely it is to have a siesta. For hours, we're carried away in sound sleep. I dream of riding a dragon up into heaven. 
waking and brought abruptly back into prison. Afternoon. Two o'clock. The cell door opens to let fresh air in. Everyone raises his head for a look at the sky. Free spirits 